Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance Hey, Shine Guy Nation. Welcome back to the show on another Friday afternoon as we kick off Authors Month here on the show. Shine Guy along with Coach Mike Jones as usual. And I want to jump into things right away. Welcoming back one of our favorite guests. He is the author of A Mound Over Hell, and he is the author of A Fastball for Freedom, and he was a writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated back in the beginning days of that magazine. Gary Morgenstein, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Mike, Jason, my, my pleasure. Love being on your show. Hope you're both well. We're doing really well here in the Northwest, and we are doing Authors Month. We're talking to people within the wrestling industry. We're having been in it at some point that have also written books. You started out, like I said, with PWI, and you now have come out with this great series of books that cover a dystopian world that involves baseball as kind of a tie-in to it. How did the work you did in magazines and writing plays and all the other writing you do get you to the point where you're now doing a series of novels? Well, I, I think writing is writing, and it's all different disciplines, writing um, uh, wrestling magazines, writing plays is different than writing novels. Um, but it's, you're using the creative muscle. Well, not wrestling, you know, not journalism. Well, not anymore anyway. <laughs> I remember when journalism was journalism and they, things weren't all made up, but that's enough. That's for another show. But, <laughs> but um, you know, when you write this, I write, both my novels are, are dystopian political novels with the baseball theme. And they, um, when you write dystopian books, this is the challenge you have, okay? My books are set in 2098, they begin then, after America has lost World War III to the Islamic Empire. So you want to set it up, what happens in my world, so that the reader can, show, can understand how that might have happened from today. But you don't want to be lazy and just reference what's happening today. Okay, so, you know, the fourth term of President Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, that's, that's easy, right? you know, or, or Trump going to jail. That's easy. You have to give them something unique that shows your own world. For example, in my world, it's um, America Surrounded, and um, it's run, the government is called the family. It's an enigmatic um, entity run by, um, led by grandma, who's this elderly woman. And the, the, the society is based on love and relationships and family. For, so, but for example, um, patriotism. Is outlawed. Now, you could see why what's happening nowadays, how that would happen. But within this world, it's outlawed because it's believed that the hubris of America got us into World War III. You see, so you've got to, or 
uh, under the anti-narcissism laws, social media is outlawed, which is probably a good idea even now. <laughs> so, uh, but it's not because of fights with big tech in the future, anything like that. It's because in this world, what's most important is individual responsibility and not being influenced and, and taking account of your own behavior. And social media often allows us to be influenced. So it's, it's things like that when you write dystopian fiction that you must be very creative and you have to explain the rules of the world you set up and make them credible. That's the most important thing. Now you are currently working on the third in the series. I don't want anything of course to be spoiled for the fans of the book or anything of that nature, but writing the third book can you give us a little bit of a preview of maybe what we're going to see in this book as it relates to what we've seen in the previous two books and what might be new to us coming into the third book? Well, in book, in Amount Over Hell, except for a few scenes, well, in fact, there were scenes in Barcelona and a couple in England, but almost all the action takes place in America. And in a fastball for freedom, that gets opened up, and one of the characters goes to um, the caliphate of, of uh, London. Uh, but in book three, I really open it up a little more to show a wider version of the world. And what's interesting is by the time you get to book three, originally it was supposed to be four books. And then right now the prevailing wisdom in publishing, it's you know the old days of Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and Wheel of Time where you, you know you have – Eight, whatever, you know, many, many uh, uh, books in the series. Now they, publishers prefer um, trilogies. It's just more manageable. And readers, they, they prefer that because the readers prefer trilogies, um, wrapping things up. So I had to condense um, two books in one. And by the third book, so many of the choices I've made already, the characters have made for me. So it's kind of interesting to see when I have, instead of having, well, this could go five different ways, now it could go three different ways. That's, that's more interesting. Um, everything pretty much gets wrapped up. Things are explained. And the themes about um, faith and not religious faith for um, let me assure people. I mean, I'm, you know, I have religious beliefs, but I, you know, I, I don't like to impose anything on anyone. But the, the, the concept of faith in ourselves and each other. And also the power of a well-thrown curveball because baseball is the symbol, the metaphor for social progress and resistance and ultimately redemption. Well, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast, is standing by. I know Coach has questions to ask you, so I'm going to pass these over to him for a bit. Hey, Coach. Hey, Gary. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. Good to talk to you, Coach. Nice. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel. I'm really impressed with all your work. I haven't got a chance to read your three books yet. Uh but I do have sitting in arm's length, mound over hell, and I have fastball for freedom right in my house right this minute. I love it. I love it. Well, after you hang up, with, after you do the show, start a mound over hell. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, goodness, I'm so so busy. I've I read a bunch of books, and I was like, man, I can't be get, commit to reading any more books right now because I'm I'm currently writing my own story about myself and my mother who had muscular dystrophy. Oh, and, uh, good for you. I hired Patrick Snow as a book coach, publishing coach. He's a best-selling author. He sold over a million books in 100 countries in five different languages. And I see that you've done pretty much the same deal. Uh, can you tell us more about uh, how many books you've sold and how many countries and languages you, you, yours are in? Well, I, 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 the third book of the trilogy would be the seventh novel of mine. And it, my books are available all over the world simple as that okay and you know whenever people yeah it's very nice the wonder of writing and i'm glad you're writing um and i'm glad you're taking it seriously uh is that you don't know who you reach you know this is with novels as um jason mentioned i also write plays and one of my um i have a play um a black and white cookie which it's a we won a broadway world award when it opened in Maryland, and, but it was supposed to premiere in New York City, Jason will know, um, more than two years ago. And a week before premiere, something called COVID hit. And, you know, I really, when more than 5 million people have died, I really can't complain about my play. But it's finally opening July 9th to 24th at, at the Tank Theater in Manhattan on West 36th Street, for any of your listeners out there who are in the neighborhood. And it's a play about an unlikely friendship between a conservative African-American newsstand owner and an eccentric 1960s-style communist Jew. And the theme is it shows that there's more that unites us and divides us. And my point is that you, you want to be able to – the beauty of writing is when you reach someone. You know, one of the, the great things is Jason and I have never met personally. I would be so excited to someday meet him in person. But my books have touched him, and I think that's – you know, no matter how many books you, you sell, it doesn't real. That doesn't matter. It's the people you've touched, whether it's in a theater, or someone sitting at home, you know, late at night with their feet propped up reading your book. That's people who provide the magic by entering your world. Because remember, you're asking a lot of people. Um, my blue is not your blue, coach, and you have to accept yeah. my world. And I think that's. That's the wonder when people say something to you and they've been touched or they like it, they're a fan. It's not really ego. It's, it's you made a human connection, which in our world, in our crazy world, I think we need a lot more of. Definitely. Nice. And uh, congratulations. And it's an honor that all, all that you've done and provide for the entertainment. And, man, congratulations. Thank you. And one of our main – uh, main questions we like to ask our guests is sign guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink. My favorite coffee is black. I drink things straight up. I drink my bourbon and vodka straight up. I drink my coffee straight up. Right I don't on. Like, okay. You know, poofy drinks. I, I don't want any drinks that has an umbrella in it. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to knock that sucker over. I don't want to go near anything that, you know, has something floating in it or there's a cherry or no, really? Thanks anyway. I know that my friend told me before when he's seen stuff like that, he goes, I don't want no sissy stick. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I like my pizza plain. I hate 
just something, you know, I don't know if you, you're afflicted with this in the Northwest, but people sell pineapple pizza. Now, pineapples should not be fed uh, the, the, the laws of the universe. I really enjoy that. My my rule is anything except anchovies. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you can just put them anyway. inside a little cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have a, a question from a longtime listener who gives – you remember QT, the old guest on the show, right? Sure, of course. How's he doing? Yeah, he's the founder of, of Turnbuckle Turmoil along with uh, John and Honan. Neither one of them are on anymore. QT might come back. I'm basically taking his place. He's on a leave until he, he can get better. He's uh, – He's got diabetes or something like that, so he's trying to recover. Oh, sorry. Yeah, give him but my best. Anyway, we will. Anyway, the point is, Kurt Ferris gives some off-the-wall questions, sort of like QT does. So here we go. <laughs> All right, I'm buckling Kurt up Ferris, here. Kurt Ferris would like to know if you have ever been to Mount Minnesota, and if so, did you have a cappuccino with Greg Gagne? <laughs> No to both. Although I was a great fan of Greg and Vern Gagne and the NWA back in the day, back in the um, pro wrestling illustrated days. Uh, you know, I was one of the found as, as Jason said, I was one of the founding editors along with, um, you know, the, the legendary Bill Apter, um, Matt Brock, uh, Stu Sachs, Peter King, of, and of course the incomparable Matt Brock, who is, um, you know, he's still around. He's, his health is not great, but he's still grumbling and smoking cigars and being cynical about everything around him. And, you know, he's not wrong. And uh, so, so those are, you know, the days of Pro Wrestling Illustrated were, you know, remember, we were, um, this was in, when um, Vince McMahon Sr. ran the show. So this was, you know, uh, uh, KFAB, and um, it was strictly enforced on all sides. And we were the, there was no cable television, remember? And we, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was the way for wrestling fans, along with our other magazines like The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling, the way for fans to get their, their information about the matches. And there was a point where we outsold um, uh, Sports Illustrated at newsstands. Yeah, definitely. We, I know, man. You know, of course, wrestling goes up and down. It's nice to see that it's at, at a high point again after being down yes. for a few years. Yeah. And, man, I um, really like all your work. And uh, so who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was uh, wrestling, sports, or ordinary life? Well, when it came to sports, um, Mickey Mantle, I grew up in the Bronx, which is why I talk like this. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to acting school to have this accent. This is a real... Bronx accent. Um, I loved Walt Frazier. I loved Joe Namath. Heroes, well, I loved um, Bobby Kennedy back in the day. And for wrestling, uh, my, my, my wrestling hero is and always will be uh, Bruno San Martino, who I think set the standard for class in professional wrestling. Okay, cool. And then what are some of the most memorable matches you've seen? Well, I think almost anything with Bruno, um, Andre the Giant, uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, I was always a big um, 
Dusty Rhodes fan. Um, I was a fan of, of Mr. Wrestling 2. Uh, you know, there were some astonishing wrestlers in those days. Truly great men, and, um, and, and they had a dignity about them, which was really remarkable. And, you know, you, when you talk about wrestling, you have to remember, you have to give a shout-out to the fans because the fans are, are the lifeblood of professional wrestling. And, you know, sometimes they get a little carried away, but they never got carried away with the rarest exceptions, like you see now in professional sports. Uh, there was an instance, I don't know if you heard about it, at the um, New York Rangers uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning game and uh, in Madison Square Garden where a Rangers fan knocked out a, a, a Lightning fan cold, just assaulted him. Like that. Now, the guy's been arrested. He's banned from Madison Square Garden for life. But why do that? You know, could, could you really imagine anyone, a fan of Bruno San Martino, doing that? I can't. Yes, definitely. And then, you know, just like with wrestling, too, with you, myself, of course, my first heroes in wrestling were in the Northwest with uh, yeah. Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snuka and Jay Youngblood. Sure. But the second I yeah. was able to watch... TBS and uh, Georgia Wrestling, Wrestling 2 was my favorite. And then he was one of the reasons I got into wrestling, noticing he went so long in his career. And I finally got to meet him at uh, Cauliflower Alley and get a picture in his autograph and stuff. So, man, it was really nice to Wow, I bet he was great. Yes, he's a great guy. And then, uh, so what suggestions do you have for people who – want to write a book or a play or be a writer for wrestling? Well, I think writing wrestling now is a lot harder because there's so few magazines. I think you should do a blog. I think that's really what you have to do. But um, when it comes to doing a novel or a play, there's no magic formula. Except, and it's going to sound so basic and like boring, but you have to write. That's it. You, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure all of you, you know, you hear someone, I'm going to write, I'm going to write. Well, you have to do it, and you have to be prepared for hard work, and you have to deal with the blank page every day. You just look at it, and you go, oh, no, <laughs> I'm finished. I can't think of something. Actually, one of the best advices I ever heard about um, writing, something that's actually useful, is to save, not to write yourself out by the end of the day, to save like a paragraph, even three sentences to start the next day's writing with. So you're not totally on the blank page. And I thought that was very helpful. But you've got to be prepared to edit a lot. You've got to be prepared to throw stuff away, delete it. Uh, I always, um, I never like completely trash something. I keep files um, in my most, in the Fastball for Freedom, there was a file, you know, it was called um, Extra Pages. And it was about 200 pages of scenes and paragraphs and chapters, which I took out. And, you know, in the final draft, I went back into it. And there were some things I thought, well, wait a minute. That's not so bad. <laughs> that maybe I could use that. Um, so be prepared to eat your young but don't completely kill them. <laughs> and write every day. You've got to establish a rhythm. Uh, you've got to be disciplined. It doesn't have to be all day because people have lives and work and everything. 
but you got to, but you just got to try and you got to say, this is what you're going to do. Yes, for sure. And like Patrick Snow suggests that you uh, start your day every day. If you want to be a writer, use your first 15 minutes of the day to write for 15 minutes at least. And then that way you'll stay on track. Yeah. And then I also heard More. another format was at least if you can do even a paragraph a day, almost opposite yeah. of your theory of saving a paragraph. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, you have okay. to write. Writing is about writing. It's simple as that. The more you write, the better you get. And you're going to have days yeah. where you're going to be brilliant and days where you're going to say, why am I doing this? And it's, you know, that's like a baseball player. Sometimes you're going to go 0 for 4 and strike out three times. I mean, it's going to yeah, happen. For sure. You're going to be you're right. You're a basketball player. You're going to make one in 10 shots. Everyone has bad days, but you've got to be persistent and relentless. And that's, and you've got to believe in yourself and believe in what you're writing. And I, I'm not a great believer in showing what I'm writing to a lot of people because at the end of the day, everyone's going to have an opinion, Right. They're going to say, okay. oh, yeah, that's great. But, well, you know what? Their but is not you. Yeah. You know, you, you, right, right. there might be like one person who I was always lucky for my first two um, books. I had a, a friend of mine who was my editor who really understood what I, what I wrote, where I was coming from. Um, but for the most part, I know people say, oh, they're going to do, send it out to uh, beta readers. Okay. And I, I'm like, no, you're not reading my, my stuff. Go away. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's not happening. Right on. And then another thing Patrick Snow reveals, his first book that was a bestseller, Creating Your Own Destiny, he reveals that took him five years to write that sucker. Yep. There you go. And, and so I think I'm sort of on the five-year program right now. <laughs> I'm hoping I can... I can shift it in gear here soon, but to be honest, yeah. I'm on the five-year program at this moment, but hoping I can switch it up pretty soon and finish it off a little sooner. And then, of course, when I first started thinking about writing, of course, I thought about doing it on my own. Then I realized self-publishing was the best. And then I realized that you can just do it through Amazon a lot cheaper and faster. Yes. Yep. So – what routes have you taken? Well, my publisher is BHC Press. They're a wonderful um, independent publisher. Um, I had my first two novels years ago were with mainstream publishers, but, you know, they became so constricting. They just cut off um, creativity. I think it, the world is much better now when it's more open to writers and be able to get their work out there. Yeah, and it, it's probably a little easier for you because you were a well-known writer in the uh, before. So to get uh, to it get helped, with yeah. those publishing places, yes. But All it, right, you know, excuse me. No, go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was. I was I, I, okay. Anyway, yeah, man, we really want to thank you for coming back on Turnbuckle Terminal's been on over ten years now. And there's over 1,700 shows, so it's an honor and pleasure and wow. privilege to have you on. And I wish you all the luck in the world, brother. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me on, and God bless you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Stay well, now, everyone. Now, hey, sign, sign, sign Guy's got a little more, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I was just yep. going to say, right, as, 
uh, in closing, I know you have to go, but if you want to plug and promote anything and everything you have going, go right ahead. Well, um, also, I'm just going to plug my novel, A Mound Over Hell and A Fastball for Freedom. Um, you could get that at, them at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop, anywhere you want. Um, they're critically acclaimed, and in fact, they're called um, 1984 Meets Shoeless Joe. Perfect time. We're in baseball season right now. Absolutely. I've read both of them. I love them. I can't wait for the third in the series to come out, although I'm still a little sad for Freckley, that poor kid. <laughs> you know that people come, they come and they go. That's it. <laughs> That's true. Well, as soon as that book comes out, you say the word, I'll be in line to buy it for sure. Okay. Thank you both. Hey, Gary, how do oh, they get I... a hold of you? Sorry? How do they get a hold of you? Well, I'm, at, um, on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Gary Morgenstein, you know, at Gary Morgenstein, and I, on Twitter, at Writer Gary. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again for having me on the show. I'm honored to be part of this legacy. Pleasure is ours. You know you're always welcome here. Best of luck. I know you have the play rehearsal, so hopefully you don't literally do it, but go break a leg. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not read A Fastball for Freedom and you have not read A Mound Over Hell, which preceded it, go to your nearest bookstore. Get those books. They are fantastic books. Coaches, looking forward to reading them. I know they are a great read. The third one, I'm sure, is going to be a fantastic read as well as it wraps up the story of Puppy Netic and what happens in what was planned to be the last season of baseball. They had a lot of monkey wrenches thrown into that last season of baseball, Coach. They did, you know, man, and that's set in the future, so my goodness. Set in 2098, after the Third World War. Wow. Okay, yeah. Geez, surprising anyone even lived through that. Well, I mean, one side one, I don't want to spoil the book for you, but the world drastically changes within the world of Gary's books. It's a very, very interesting look, not only at what he thinks could be for baseball, but also mirroring possibly what could potentially happen to the world in general. Definitely, yes. I'm excited and uh, looking forward to reading that, especially since we do the Mariners and the Reds reports. I got I got Absolutely. the Reds right in front of me. Uh, you want to go a little bit over the Reds and the Mariners while we're at it? I don't see why not. Well, let's go for it. Okay, Cincinnati Reds are 20 and 37. They're at the St. Louis Cardinals today. St. Louis is 32 and 26. And the Reds are bringing out Luis Castillo going against Andre Palantine. Luis Castillo is 2 and 3 with the 355. Allentine's having a good start. He's 1-0 with a 123 ERA. There's some other big news from the Reds this last week, right? 
Yeah, the Reds doing much better. Joey Botto doing very well. He had a couple of milestones earlier in the week, put out some videos thanking the fans for his support. Definitely. He's, he's got his average up to 209 now since he had a rough start. Uh, some sad news, though. Tyler uh, Stevenson got injured. I think he's going to be Focus out. Focus thumb, thumb. Yeah, he's going to be out four or five weeks, I said, think minimum. Yeah, usually that's around like a six-week recovery rate for a broken thumb-thumb. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Mayhill just had a good outing the other day, and Hunter Green's been having a a few good outings in a row. And also uh, Ashcraft is having a great season so far. He is probably the biggest bright spot so far this season. He's been good throughout, although the Reds, of course, had that horrific start. Horrific. Yeah, geez, Lee, what what was it, like 20 and, or 3 and 20 or something? Yes. And then they did, they were like the third best team in May, though, so that was good. Yeah, they are not in the cellar anymore. Okay, and then today the Boston Red Sox are in T-Mobile Park against the Mariners. The Red Sox are 30-28 and going against the Mariners. Have won a couple games in a row now. We're 26-31, and but we're 12-10 and at home. We got Marco Gonzalez on the mound, and the Red Sox are countering with Rich Hill. He's a longtime veteran, and, uh, man, I wish the Mariners would have signed him, but Rich Hill is 2-3 and three with a 440 ERA. Marco Gonzalez has had a solid year, but not much run support. He's 3-6 and six with a 359. Not too bad, not too bad. And then have you heard any uh, news from the Mariners this week? Nothing that is too noteworthy. Um, it looks like maybe the Mariners starting to settle into their typical June ways. They usually kind of slow down in June a little bit. Yeah, they've won four series in a row, so hopefully they can take it to take this first game, and they've been doing pretty good on the first games of the series all year. So we're looking forward to them hopefully winning today. Well, see if that happens. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Definitely. And I'm thinking about going to the day game Wednesday against the Minnesota Twins in Seattle. Are you off Speaking of Mount Minnesota, the Twins. Exactly, yes. And, of course, it was nice to ask him if he even drank coffee first before asking Kurt's uh, question. <laughs> We kind of got that. He wouldn't have ordered a cappuccino. Exactly. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, I guess you got some show notes. I do have some show notes. People are looking for some professional wrestling. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena. Do you know the address for that, Coach? Uh, What is it, 110? 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. 1150. 
1151. Oh, 1151. Sorry. Yeah. You ask me when I'm not completely out, I can still tell you that address. That's the proven fact. It is, yes. All right. Also tonight, in Tacoma, Washington, which is near Puyallup, SOS Wrestling running tonight. You also have, as usual, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, and Big Time Wrestling in Webster, Massachusetts. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro returning to Vaughn, Washington. You can find me there. XIW in Panama City Beach, Florida. AWA in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. PWE in Red Bank, Tennessee. ACW in Burlington, North Carolina. Defy in Seattle, Washington. 907 in Anchorage, Alaska. Primo's Pro Wrestling is co-promoting an event. That is in Denver, Colorado. And it will be the Colorado debuts of both Dylan Cole and Don't Die Miles making their first trip that far. Speaking of Dylan Cole, New Era Wrestling in Shelbyville, Indiana. AACW in Kokomo, Indiana. MCIW in Indianapolis. FWF in Warsaw, Indiana. Paradigm Pro in Jeffersonville, Indiana. EPW in Odin, Indiana. BPW in Zanesville, Ohio. TSW in Jellicoe, Tennessee. GCWE in Franklin, Ohio. And IPW is in Victoria, Texas tomorrow. Coach, you know what famous WWE Hall of Famer was from Victoria, Texas? Uh, Wahoo McDaniel. Nope. Um, Stan Hansen. Nope. Okay, one more guess. Uh, uh, Undertaker. Nope. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Darn it. All right, cool. That show in Victoria tomorrow, headlined by Sabu. Sweet. And then I got some show notes myself because we got next weekend, June 18th, the Marysville Strawberry Fest with CPW and wrestlers from all over the Northwest, America, Canada, Mexico, you name it, they'll be there. And uh, Wild Lyle will be defending his undisputed championship against Chuck Payne in a return match that They've they've faced off a few times before and with barn burners, so this one should be a classic. And then another show note: Wild Lyle with an impressive championship today. He won the shoot challenge at Fitness Quest in um, for all the Fitness Quest gyms here in the Northwest. He just beat the record of 110 squats for the shoot challenge with a 110 pound log. And like Jake uh, Jake Schwartz said, just try that without the log. It isn't easy. But uh, he did 115, and he's now the, the champion of Fitness Quest Shoot Challenge. So I'm very impressed of, uh, of him doing that today. That is a lot of squats with that much weight. 
Now, is he also going to defend his shoot championship against Chuck Payne? I'm not sure Chuck Payne would even try that. But here's another thing. I'm not sure he would either. He's had a lot of injuries in his days. Hey, they give you 10 minutes to, to try to pull off the record. Lyle did all 115 in a row without a break under four minutes. That is extra impressive. But for those that don't know and think he's some type of slouch or he can't hold his own, this guy's an animal. He's done... He's competed in uh, numerous marathons, 100-mile bike rides and 100-mile runs. And for anyone who didn't know, when you do a 100-mile run, it takes 24 hours to accomplish that. So this guy is no slouch. And he's probably got legs of jelly at this point. That's a lot of squats in under four minutes. He he didn't he he didn't even stop his workout. We still got to go do finish our workout afterwards. We were halfway through our workout when he got to, when they finally had a, a staff member come over and uh, moderate it and count and take the time and then make sure he did them all right like he did. Um, so we're halfway through our workout. He finished that and then we finished our workout. So I mean, this guy, I am totally. Uh, I had no doubt, believe that. But uh, And then here's another thing. He ended up telling Brad Schwartz, Tommy of Auburn, Jake and Shoot himself, he was going to beat the record the first day he got there. And I don't know if they took him serious, but now they are. They're pretty much forced to now that he's the title holder. Exactly. Okay, and so other things. We still got July 16th at Fitness Quest in Auburn. NGW and CPW present, or uh, Fitness Quest presents charity show for Auburn Slam Academy. It's a scholarship program for, for wrestlers coming up in, uh, in wrestling in the collegiate ranks. And so we're really excited to help out this charity. And then also you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army, the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews of celebrities all over the world. And then you can also check out the Seattle Mariners and Cincinnati Reds organizational reports that myself and Sign Guy have been doing. And then coming up tomorrow between 12 and 1.30, the co- my Coach Mike Jones show podcast will be on tomorrow i'm scheduled to have on hank miller's going to be on wild lyle will be on uh jeff the g will be going over some mma and baseball i'm going to have skylar burns is going to be on she's going to be doing a bare knuckle fight in in florida for bare knuckle boxing association and seds might call in and even sunny days might call in so uh, don't forget to check that out. And also, if you need a car in the Northwest area, check out S&S Best Auto Sales in Auburn. They also have online, and tell them Coach Mike Jones and Wild Lyle sent you. If you need a tow, check out Big Boys Towing and tell them the coach with the most sent you. Now, Coach, 
That's a lot going on for the Coach Mike Jones show tomorrow. Are you going to be able to ask Hank Miller if, in fact, J.D. Masson is the hardest name he's had to pronounce in all of his ring pronouncing career? Okay, I'm, I'm making a note right now. J.D. Masson. Okay. Yes, I, I he told me he struggled begin. with that one one time. <laughs> okay, I would believe it isn't because we've had a few Mexicans on our show. So, But, you know, at the time when he said that, you're probably right, yes. Possibly. I have seen him announce the loser is the winner simply because he couldn't pronounce the winner's name. <laughs> I never heard of anyone doing that. What a theory, huh? I legitimately heard him say that. I said, but that guy didn't win. He said, yeah, but I can't pronounce the other name. <laughs> well, then, wouldn't you think you got to go over and ask somebody? <laughs> it was just easier just to say the one name that he knew, I guess. Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to his Battle Royal Invitational title. I've seen that. Great-looking title. I might be gunning for that. Yes, and I even heard uh, um, Darth Carter's going to be uh, lurking around. And he's he's scheduled to be at the Strawberry Fest. He's already got a match, and uh, if him, it's him and uh, let me see, him and Viento against uh, Cole Crazy and Jack the Snack. Whoever wins that match will be the number one contenders for the tag team championship for CPW. So. I would imagine you're going to do all you can to, to, so that doesn't happen. If I accidentally stick a thumb in Darth Carter's eye, I accidentally stick a thumb in Darth Carter's eye. That's true. Even though you do call it right down the middle, right? Not if you've ever seen me officiate a Darth Carter match. I kicked him right down the middle because I kicked him right in the bollocks before. Well, of course, I've booked plenty of those matches so you can get back at him. Of course I know that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when Cole Crazy and Mr. The Snack win this match, presuming they win and they will, and they go on to challenge for the titles, they have to face the longest reigning CPW tag team title holders ever, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, definitely. And that's Debashi and Rizik, right? Yes. And Debashi isn't actually officially back, but I heard he's going to be having an operation soon. And what I was told, that this thing has lingered on for like a couple years, and the doctor assured him after his operation, the doctor told him that he should be able to do a marathon right after the operation. So we'll see how that goes. I still bring that old thumbs-up playing steam for poor Debashi's ankle. He set Debashi up, had his ankle broken. Yeah, I know. Man, he, he lance-deaned him once again. Yeah. I don't know the source of the tension there that caused these two to have such hatred towards each other, but something definitely went down there. It did, yeah. And then we can't count how many guests have been lance-deaned. I mean, we could. We it just takes a lot of time and effort. Well, exactly. I'm just saying, off the top of our head, we lost track. Oh, well, yeah, We're yeah. We're going to have to start. 
<laughs> and then we got some big guests coming up still. We do. We have a lot of great things coming up, including this Sunday. Someone that accidentally landed this his first time he was scheduled. The Stroh. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. And right now I'm going to send him another message just to double or triple check. Yes, and then uh, next Friday, back to Authors Month, we have Matt Legit and Nick Iggy. Two big hours coming up next week. Uh, We will start with Nick Iggy and then go to Matt Legit. Nick Iggy wrote one of Coach's all-time favorite books he's ever read in his entire life. Matt Legit has come out with, I believe, three books now. So we will be joined by them. It's been a long time since we had Matt Legit on the show, so I'm looking forward to hearing from him. And, of course, Nick Iggy, also coach, was a co-host of the Big Show Show Show. Nice. And that that's on uh, Netflix, right? The Big Show Show was, but the Big Show 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 was the show that Nick Iggy, Beast Barnett, and I did to review the Big Show Show for all the loyal viewers. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It gets a little confusing. You had one more show in there. <laughs> well, because it wasn't the Big Show Show, it was the Big Show Show Show. Yes, I know. Goodness, my head's spinning. Oh, wow. All right, and then uh, Never next Sunday... What's that? You're not going to faint, are you? Nope. Okay. Then on June yeah, 19th, let me worry when your 19th, head spun. On June 19th, we got one of our favorite guests returning, Evan Ginsberg, uh, executive producer of the, the Wrestler in 350 Days. He's also an author himself and a host of Coast to Coast Wrestling and Everything that you and I have been on. Yes, we have. And then the following Friday, Jake Shannon on the 24th. I'm looking forward to him with his scientific wrestling and Times 10 uh, promotion. Man, he's got to have an impressive career. That uh, promotion he runs, Real Pro Wrestling, has me deeply intrigued, Coach. That's an interesting concept. I don't think has ever been done before. Exactly. And then on June 26th, we got returning Caden Cassidy. Caden Cassidy, somebody I've known since he was just in training. Yes, and he's he's done and had an impressive career so far. Oh, for sure. He's wrestled several different places. He's won the Timber Pro title recently. Great, great competitor. And then we've got two bookings official for July so far. We might be taking the 3rd of July off still, right? I believe during the 3rd of July we will take the holiday off, but we have actually three guests scheduled for July now. So yes. July looking like the 1st of July, 
which of course is Coach's all-time favorite holiday, Canada Day. Nick Hamrick, and I believe his manager, A. Dick Vickers, also joining Nick. So they will be on. A storm knocked them out the last time they were scheduled. So we are making that up. The 8th, Judge Jesse will be joining us. Hopefully Coach doesn't get fined in contempt of court. And then on the 10th, Jason Stone will be rejoining the show. He has some big news, he tells me, that he wants to share with the world. So we will be joined by him and find out what is up there in New York. Yes, and then Judge Jesse taking a while on getting back with us, and I told him what you said. You said to tell him... If he doesn't hurry up, you're going to charge him with contempt. He instantly answered. <laughs> he didn't get fine. No, he was like, nope, I better do it right now. Wow. And then what you else? Know, you know, I once had to find the late Sonny O'Mara $10,000 for use of foul language at a PWF show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was going to say something else, and then he thought better of it, just shook his head and walked out. Wow. Man, we sure love and miss him, though. Absolutely, we miss Sonny O'Mara. And hopefully later this year there are some uh, benefit shows and memorial shows that are going to take place for Sonny. I know a lot of promotion still trying to get logistics worked out to run those but as we learn more we will let the faithful listeners know as well and speaking of that there is a match dedicated to sunny next next saturday in marysville at the strawberry festival i believe it is uh jeff jeff clunes versus john rodriguez for the championship Yes, the grappling championship, which is uh, it's more of an amateur-style rules match that they have at CPW. Uh, Sonny O'Mara held that title for quite a while, which is why that match is being dedicated to Sonny. It is the first CPW show after Sonny has passed, so the championship match is being dedicated in the honor of Sonny O'Mara. Man, I'm looking forward to that. And then you got another sign of the times coming up. Uh, should be in the next uh, 48 hours. You'll see it pop up. Sweet. And then we're about to send out. Tell the faithful listeners what your top five favorite the sign of the times episodes are. Well, all the ones with Casey Carlisle. And then the one me and Stanley Dejo was in. And then uh, the one with uh, Sunny Days. Which one? And the first one. Oh, okay. And then the the last one with the the announcer for N- Northwest Pro Keith. That that one was really good too. The Dan Housen Coffee Edition. Yes, definitely. That's a pretty good list yeah, right there. The ones with uh, Casey Carlisle are definitely the best. 
Well, she's only been in one in person so far. But she's on everyone in in spirit and with CaseyCarlisle.com, and she's half the show. Well, she should be. She's fantastic. She is. She's one of the all-time greatest, of course. Yes. Now, did you know the coach, when she worked at Gouge, which was my only dream of life, she filmed an episode they titled The Sign If the Times. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah, cool. it really happened. Okay. All right, nice. Now, Coach, there were, is rumors uh, out there. I've heard speculation and scuttlebutt today, all day, coming from multiple sources, that you were enjoying episodes on the YouTube of Chico and the Man, which starred Jack Albertson and the late Freddie Prince. Yes, I love that show in every episode. And believe me, I cried my eyes out when I found out one of my my TV heroes, Freddie Prince, died of, what was it, a cocaine overdose? Oh, a heart attack. No, he um, shot himself. Oh, that's true. Well, he was addicted to cocaine and having a little bit too yeah. much fun is against the rules. Yeah, You're not he, allowed to he, have uh, too much fun. Well, he uh, became very uh, manic-depressive as a result of the addiction, and when his wife took their son and left, he became very despondent, and she didn't take his threats seriously, and he was serious and ultimately uh, shot himself, sadly enough. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But yes, Coach, did you know that Freddie Prince's wrestling tie is that his son Freddie Prince Jr. went on to be a WWE writer and in the last few weeks Freddie Prince Jr. announced that he plans to open up his own wrestling company and he wants to get all the wrestlers that work for him some sort of union benefits. Yes, I do know that. I've been in contact with him in in, in a I've talked to him just a few, uh, just a little bit. He's a real busy man. I would imagine so. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now, when you talk to Freddie Prince Jr., who played Fred in the Scooby Doo movie, did you tell them that all along you knew it was a real estate scam and not just a ghost on Scooby Doo? No, I didn't go over that. There wasn't much time for extra stuff, no. Oh, well, he'll want to know that the next time. He'd be very impressed, I believe. Okay, I'll have to take a note of that, yes. Yeah, I mean, every single time, it was always a real estate scam. There was never an actual real ghost. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't want no one to move in. Exactly, yeah. But I guess right. we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here at the end. Coach, we have anything else we want to get out there? No, I just want to thank everyone for listening and all the support throughout the years. And I appreciate people supporting my Coach Mike Jones Show podcast. And I appreciate you being on there when you get it, when you have a chance. And 
I'm really proud of Wild Lyle for all he's done for NGW and for wrestling and for NGW Green Room Media and for his promoting. And, man, he goes so far above and beyond that most people don't know. But if you would like to know, you can check out our past show when we had Wild Lyle on. We went over a lot of the stuff that he's done in the past. And he really needs to... uh, he deserves more recognition than he gets, I believe. Absolutely. We enjoyed having Wild Lyle here. And like we said, this upcoming Sunday afternoon, the Stroh's scheduled to be with us. Longtime fans might know him best as Gorgeous George Third. Yes, looking forward to that. All right, well, I guess if that is everything, don't forget you can find us on the Book of Faces, up on the Twitters. Don't forget to check out Chicken Bob and his gram. He's very proud of his gram, extremely proud. So everybody stay safe out there. Get out support your local independent professional wrestling wherever it may be near you, and we will talk to you soon. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow line dance song.